Hello and welcome to an episode of A Pastor and His People. Pastor Dave Keane here with... Pastor Daniel Huddleston. Victor Rodriguez. Pastor Victor Rodriguez, yeah, right? Yeah, too. That pastor too. <laughs> yes. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, don't you hang. Well, uh, beloved, we have uh, had a exciting uh, last couple weeks. Uh, both Pastor Victor and I have uh, been uh, traveling, visiting, and encouraging uh, pastors. So we're going to ask uh, Daniel uh, Huddleston to do a little bit of a Q&A uh, with us so we can... Uh, to kind of celebrate uh, and kind of inform you about different uh, missions opportunities uh, that we've had uh, in recent days. So yeah, Daniel? absolutely. So I'm going to ask you guys, Victor, recently you went to Cuba. Dave, you went to Africa and Greece. We'll talk about those trips, and then we'll look at a, a trip coming up where we're going to be able to celebrate Pastor Josue Lara, his church finally being planted, and the, the first service will be this Sunday. So let me start with you, Victor. Why don't you just give us uh, an overview really quick about the trip you went on to Cuba? What was the purpose of that trip? Yes, yeah, so through my uh, role with Pillar Network and the collaborations that we have with different churches, specifically with the church uh, Cornerstone uh, in Florence, South Carolina, and, and Pastor Bill Curtis. Who gave us all our red chairs. Yes, all oh, the man. red chairs that we have. They <laughs> donated to us last year, so thank you uh, to them. So they uh, established a relationship and a collaboration with uh, Cuban churches about 11, 12 years ago. They've been serving there every year. That stopped in, right before COVID, and they wanted to uh, go back and, and see how everything was and, and basically work together with them again. At the same time, we've been working with Pillar Network. Uh, we have 10 churches in Cuba that are part of the network. And while they were trying to connect with the churches that they were serving during the last 12 years, we've been trying to connect with the churches that are part of the network and see if there is an overlap that they can connect and, and work together. So that's, that's what happened. We met uh, a lot of churches in different cities in the east side of, of Cuba, in the city of Bayamo, uh, Higuani, Las Tunas, uh, Olguin, and from those places we met pastors that are part of Pillar Network and those that are not part of Pillar Network. Usually they have some uh, secondary uh, tier differences in theology, but they can work together. They're faithful brothers. They're doing great work and through the, uh, even of the condition and the situation in Cuba, there's uh, a lot of needs, but at the same time, it's a lot of faithfulness in this uh, pastors and churches proclaiming the, the gospel of Christ there. Let, let me ask you the question, brother. So tell me, um, you talk about need in Cuba, right? You know, we think about need that we have here. We all have some needs. Define maybe some of the, the need uh, of the church there in Cuba, like what you saw. Um, just to give a, 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 an example, uh, a pastor there, uh, his salary from the church is $13 per month. Um, so everything else, of course, that money is not going to be able to, to cover, uh, not even a few days. So everything else, he completely rely on the people that he serves uh, for food, for basic needs, for gas, for water, for uh, and that's the way that they operate. Most of the pastors are, I mean, the pastors there are not seen in a good way when they have a side job. Uh, and, and he said that most of the pastors, they get like a very small salary and everything else just depend on how people provide for them. 
And I asked him for how long you've been doing this. And he said, well, the last 27 years I've been a pastor. <laughs> so uh, wow. uh, the, the way that they, they don't have uh, full access to basic needs, to food, to water, to uh, hygiene products. Uh, the, the need is, is high uh, and, and, and is, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's very, very different from, from what we have here. What was maybe one highlight of how you're seeing the Lord move uniquely in Cuba? Um, on that Wednesday, we had a meeting with uh, over 15 pastors. Uh, about five or six of them were um, part of, of Pillar Network. We're collaborating specifically uh, to equip, uh, plant, and revitalize churches there. The other group of pastors, um, they are uh, the same way uh, doing planting churches and, and, and serving the local church there, but they were not collaborating together. Some of those pastors were, were in the same city. Uh, their churches were located four or five blocks from, from, from each other. And even though they know they knew from, from each other, they didn't uh, have a, a, a relationship of, of collaboration for the gospel. What happened in that meeting, I mean, we were able to uh, bring some uh, teaching and, and encourage them. We had a meal together. At the end, they were planning together to have a VBS between those two churches that are in the same. So it, it was kind of ironic and, and, and so amazing how uh, us, we came from South Carolina to connect two churches that are in a, in, in a small town in, in Cuba. And now they're going to be working together for, for the kids in the community. So that's just a, a little example of, of the many things Praise that God Lord. did there. So, I mean, it seems like that happens a lot with terms of the connections that we've been able to make in the Spanish-speaking world. Maybe share a little bit about, like, why do you think that is? Why do you think that, you know, churches are not always willing to partner? And, you know, how you have been able to be a bridge builder between different congregations? Um, I think it varies in depending on the context. Um, in so many other places, it's just they don't know. They, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know the people. They don't know uh, uh, other pastors and churches that are doing some similar work of what they're doing. In the case of, of Cuba, is is kind of a unique uh, situation. Um, the convention is, is, is two separate convention, Baptist conventions in Cuba. And one of them is highly influenced by uh, the government and, and also uh, other lines of theology that are not that healthy. And that has like a ripple effect in the churches that are part of the convention. So a lot of the churches are not collaborating because of uh, the leadership of the convention, not necessarily because they're not aligned or they're not doing the work of the ministry. So I think the fact that we were able to bring them together and have a meal together and have some teaching together and 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 preach the word and and being under the teaching of the word i think really uh broke some barriers and 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 opened doors yeah. for collaborations well one of the things i just want to say to you brother is i have i'm so encouraged that i just hear that happen time and time again where you have just been a conduit of connecting pastors who need fellowship with other pastors who are willing to give fellowship um and, and church those who are, who are listening um, I just want you to know how much of a blessing we have in Victor. Um, he works tirelessly to, in our own congregation, preaching the word, shepherding the saints. Uh, but some of the things that God has allowed him, and by extension, our congregation to be a part of, really has been pretty pretty special, right? To go to a, a place like communist um, Cuba 
and being able to encourage them with the gospel of grace that they can be saved and, and be encouraged with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ um, and then be able to, to think about what does it mean to be a good shepherd and a good preacher of God's word. Praise God. You know, it's sometimes you get to pinch yourself. <laughs> the Lord allows you to do this kind of opportunity. So we're, we're such a such a, a blessed congregation to have you. What's maybe one or two top things that our people at Park here can be praying for for the churches in Cuba? Um, I would like to just mention names, uh, just to be praying for them specifically. Uh, uh, Pastor Pedro, a very faithful brother. That's the one that has been serving for 27 years. Um, Pastor uh, Israel, uh, Pastor Michel, Pastor Giancarlo, uh, uh, Pastor Benito. Those are pastors that we had long conversations. Pastors that with very little, they are doing a lot. Uh, they've been uh, very faithful with, with the preaching of the word. Those are guys that, that they know the word of God, that they have studied, that they are very solid in their theology, and they, they express that with their lives. So um, just to pray for those pastors, uh, to give resources in Cuba is very complicated. So, so I know that we will have opportunities in the future. So I will say just to stay connect, uh, stay tuned. To, to next uh, trips or opportunities that we have to connect with them. Uh, we have uh, the connection with uh, Cornerstone Church and we have uh, the connection with the churches in Puerto Rico that also serving those churches in that area. So I know that soon we will have um, specific opportunities to serve them. But in the meantime, uh, prayer, a lot of prayer for them. Um, I can. I have a presentation and I have a lot of pictures and videos that I'm trying to put together uh, that I will share soon. But um, that will help to put faces and, and, and a picture to, to what I'm saying. Who doesn't love a missionary slideshow? Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is just a preview. <laughs> this is a trailer for, for the full extended version coming up. So let's move on to, to you, Dave. Uh, yes. Just kind of give us an overview. Once again, kind of the same skeleton as what uh, Victor just went down. What was the overarching purpose of the recent trip you went on to Africa and, uh, and to Greece? Yeah, so there are really two separate uh, trips. Uh, the one trip was there's a conference in Nairobi uh, at Emmanuel Baptist Church called the Proclaim Conference. Uh, there was 300 uh, pastor elders there uh, from all over uh, Central Africa. So there are people from pastors from Kenya, uh, Tanzania, um, uh, Congo, um, Zambia, uh, an island in the south, Marschwitz. Um, yeah, so the, the main goal was to, to go and really see the work on the ground. We've been hearing lots of great things about Pastor Ken in Mbugwa um, and his ministry there. And uh, we just want to say, listen, what, what's going on, Pastor Ken? Uh, how's life in Kenya? How's, how's ministry going? And because it was a conference, we were able to meet lots of other pastors who are, who are like-minded. Um, and just, yeah, God's doing just wonderful work among the church. Amen. The same thing, uh, maybe one one highlight of the movement and also the need, like uh, Victor spoke to you just a moment ago. Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the highlights is just these brothers are faithful gospel-preaching brothers in a uh, continent that is just riddled with false prosperity gospel-preaching, right? Uh, so these brothers are, are walking through uh, the word verse by verse, chapter by chapter, like we do here. Uh, and uh, God is just doing wonderful work in these brothers. Uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church has planted three church, uh, three churches, and one of their churches is going to be planted um, uh, in, in a couple weeks. Um, and that's just a really sweet story, uh, just of, of redemption and God's grace. Uh, Pastor John Musimi, um, he did a, uh, an internship here in the States. He went back uh, to... 
uh, work on planting a church in Africa, and uh, within six months, his wife passed away, oh. right? They have uh, four children, um, and uh, of course, didn't know what to do after that, and just how he handled it, just trusted in the Lord, and by God's grace, um, uh, a year and a half later, he was able to meet another woman and got, got remarried, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of on the way to church planting again, and uh, sadly, about, um, you know, uh, you know, probably about a year and a half ago now, they, they had a baby that was um, about 37 weeks pregnant that mm. was um, uh, that they lost. So just lots of tragedy and heartache, and yet they still were resilient to continue to go forward and preach the gospel and plant a new church. Uh, so Emmanuel Baptist Church is sending 65 um, people um, to plant a new work on the north side of Nairobi, about 25 minutes away. Um, and they just are excited about this work. And these brothers are sharp, theologically sound. Um, you know, so just seeing that, that the zeal that these brothers have, kind of, you know, their community is kind of, you know, countries apart in many mm-hmm. ways. You know, many other countries are like states yeah. in our ways, but in terms of the, the, the geography. But um, churches in Zambia, churches in uh, Marshwitz, in Congo, God's just doing a lot of great work within this church. Um, so, yeah, I think I was just encouraged by their faithfulness, their, their love for sound doctrine. They're starting a seminary there. They're, they're training um, rural pastors uh, in gospel principles from the word. Probably 1,200 pastors throughout Kenya oh, wow. and Tanzania and, um, and uh, Zimbabwe, just, you know, or Zambia, who are, like, learning good, healthy principles. Yeah. One pastor even told me when I asked him how, what he learned, he said, I had to repent to my congregation because I was teaching them unbiblical things. Mm. You know, just because they didn't know, they hadn't been taught. Um, so that's one of the, the biggest encouragement. I think the need is obviously they need several things. One, they need PhDs, right, mm-hmm. uh, to come and help teach uh, at the seminary there in, in Nairobi. So if you have a PhD or you know someone who does, right, consider uh, moving to Nairobi to teach a class there. Um, they also uh, just need more uh, support from churches, right, because you know, they have residency programs like we have here. Of course, we have avenues to help support our own residents in many ways they don't there so anyways we can link arms and come alongside the work there i have found this and victor you may be attested this too is that you can help small churches overseas um and i think that's a good work but i think if we're going to make a really a dent in lostness overseas if we uh, impact hub anchor antioch type churches uh, to help raise up pastors uh, and help them get a picture of what a good gospel preaching sound church is and then send them out from there, I think it's going to be a lot more effective. So it was just great to me, a church like Emmanuel, right? Um, so, uh, and I would say that, you know, uh, with my trip to Greece was kind of like a different yet kind of uniform kind of idea, obviously still working in other parts of the world. Um, my primary reason for being on that trip was just to encourage our international mission uh, missionaries through the IMB. Um, so the IMB is broken down into, into, into eight affinities. Um, and one of the affinity, the Central Asia affinity, within that affinity, there's three different um, clusters. And uh, we were working with the cluster of uh, the people of Asia Minor, mm-hmm. right? So we were able to meet those brothers and sisters, those missionaries who are serving in the field. It's the largest uh, cluster uh, in, in the IMB, 170 uh, units. And uh, just got a chance to hear their hearts, encourage them, hear about the work that's happening in northern Iraq and in Turkey and the, among the diaspora Turkish people in, 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 in Europe. Um, and then do some teaching, right? Open the word with them and just uh, try to help them understand what, is, what are the biblical principles of how do you maintain a healthy, godly marriage in the midst of an intense environment of 
of being in the mission world. So super encouraging. Um, yeah, I think that if if uh, if we have more and more missionaries like the ones we met, you know, I think we would be very pleased as Southern Baptist. Amen. Uh, just a quick question with uh, how was the how was the cooperation of the pastors in Africa? We talked about what it was like in Cuba in in the Hispanic world. Oftentimes, are they working together closely, or is that something that they're still benefiting from, kind of a nudge? And so in the the Soma program that Ecclesia Africa is doing, the twelve hundred pastor twelve hundred pastors who are in that program, those pastors are getting together once a month, reading through books and talking about scripture. There are probably maybe groups of fifteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. That's some kind of collaboration. The, the deeper collaboration is probably coming from anchor hub churches in, in those key key cities, key countries. So Nairobi, there's one. Uh, there's one in um, in Zambia. There's one in Morshwitz. There's one being planted in the Congo in the coming years. So that's probably where the most um, kind of partnership happens. Um, again, a lot of churches there are not preaching uh, the true gospel, right? So it's hard to partner with churches that don't do that. Mm-hmm. But other churches that are maybe sus- uh, suspicious of partnerships, so I would say it's something very similar that you're not going to see a ton of fellowship, but the conference having 300 pastors there is is, is is a good sign that it could be moving in that direction. Well, as we, as we be, uh, again, begin to finish up, why don't you talk about uh, what's happening this Sunday, Dave, and kind of the excitement, because it's something that we've been praying for, uh, praying for and looking forward to for a while. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. When we think about what God's <laughs> doing, you know, and His plan and His working, what was it, uh, 2020 or 21? Um, you know, 21, I think it was. Victor and I are just, uh, you know, on a Zoom call with Josue Lara um, from Mexico, and he's saying, listen, we, I need mentorship, I need investment, uh, I need to be uh, poured into, I need, need encouragement. Um, and we brought him here, right? And yeah. God worked that out, and he, he, he came with us for that six months. And uh, he was a tremendous blessing to us, right? Um, you know, Victor, you maybe give a little snippet of how Josue affected the, uh, our Spanish believers here. I mean, Josue is a solid teacher of the Word of God. Um, I think since since day one, uh, he helped us to have a, a, a greater and deeper understanding of, of scriptures, and not uh, not only in the preaching, but how to uh, communicate it into the congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that he uh, and his family were able to connect with with the people here and the people connect with them. It was a, a great blessing, and and now we're we're super excited about uh, what's happening this Sunday. So after the plans that we had were uh, changed <laughs> by the the plans that God has uh, that, that God had in the fl- in the first place, um, he uh, start working for uh, planting the church uh, sooner than than what we planned. And, and this is happening this Sunday. So the first public uh, service uh, is going to happen this Sunday. They've been meeting for, uh, I mean, I think since March. Yeah, uh, six months. The last uh, six months, meeting every Sunday, growing uh, the core group. They are, I mean, great people. They love uh, God. They love the Word of God. And, and not only that, uh, Josue has been doing an amazing job connecting with other pastors in, in Mexico and influencing them at the same time. Um, I think God is going to be doing great things to, uh, through Iglesia Piedra Angular, which is the name of, of the church, uh, Cornerstone, Cornerstone yeah. uh, Church uh, in Monterrey. And we're super excited to be able to be the, the sending church for for this uh, particular church plant in, in Monterrey. Yeah, so over the last year, we've developed other relationships with other sister churches, um, Church Redeemer Church in uh, Wilson, North Carolina, Remedy Church here in our area, 
uh, La Plata Baptist Church in Maryland, um, and possibly one in California who have come alongside Lake Wiley Baptist Church in Lake Wiley, coming inside, alongside us and helping to support this work. Um, and uh, so this Sunday, we get to go and be part of that experience. I, I'll, I'll be able to preach a message to, to encourage the church. Um, uh, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we will ordain um, uh, Josue to be the elder of that church uh, on behalf of Park Baptist Church. So uh, it's a big deal uh, in, that, in that world to, have, to be able to lay hands on a brother. Um, you know, so it's just, just super exciting. So we will send pictures and probably do an update um, you know, when we get back. Yeah, well, please communicate from the entire Park family our love for the whole Lara family, and we pray that uh, for safe travel uh, there and back. And let me just, just on behalf of the congregation of the elders, brothers, thank you so much. You mentioned a minute ago, Dave, as far as Victor, but for both of you, thank you for how well you go out and represent Park and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are always praying for you when you travel, uh, that you would, of course, continue to labor well and that the Lord would keep you safe. But thank you sincerely, and I think just from my unique perspective, getting to serve with you guys as elders, I'm just always uniquely encouraged because I see that wherever you are, your hearts are always home, and you're all you always can't wait to get back here and to see the saints here at Park Baptist Church. But Amen. Victor, would you just kind of pray us out and just pray for and thank the Lord for all that He has done and continues to do through you guys and the church? Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We worship you for everything that you have done for us, and for the salvation of our soul, and for allowing us to be part of your family and part of, of, of your uh, kingdom. Uh, thank you for allowing us to be ambassadors of, of your kingdom and, and help us to be faithful. Uh, allow us to grow as a church uh, and to not just focus in, in, in this area, but to focus in, in expanding the kingdom all over uh, the world. Uh, Lord, I pray for uh, Josue and for Iglesia Piedra Angular. I pray that you use him mightily and that the gospel of Jesus Christ is uh, Proclaim faithfully uh, there in Monterrey. Lord, I, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.